the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Born on the 4th of July, Lonnie Chen joins me now. I think he's lost his mind. Lonnie, how are you? I am doing well, Hugh. Always great to be with you. Happy birthday on the 4th. You know, there are very few people actually born on the 4th of July. You're one of them. It's a great day to have a birthday. I, I really couldn't think of a better day to have a birthday on than the day we celebrate our country. So it's, it's a wonderful day. And then you went and you and you completely evidenced a loss of reality by declaring for controller in California. I salute your patriotism, your civic mindedness. Governor Romney and I both share a great esteem for your your intelligence concerns all over the country. See you defending the cause. You're running in California, Lonnie. Why? Well, I, you know, I have been somebody who I grew up in California. I grew up in Southern California. I live in California now. Uh, I look at what the state was when I was growing up here. I look at what it is now, and I realize that we can be doing so much better. And in particular, I look at, at the way we're handling these big problems we have in California, Hugh. And, and you understand this. We have a cost of living crisis. We have an economic crisis. We have a homelessness and housing crisis. All of these things, and, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. You know, we've got a whole host of other issues that we that we deal with here in California. And unfortunately, we're not solving big problems here anymore. And so for me, part of this challenge is how can I get in there and help address these problems? How can I get there and help solve these problems? The Office of Controller is an interesting one. It's a wonky kind of office. Not a lot of people spend time thinking about it. But the controller is the, is the chief fiscal officer, the chief financial officer of the state of California. And it's somebody who potentially can get in there and have impact on all of these different issues. And the impact can come through transparency, through helping taxpayers in California understand this is how your money is being spent or misspent. And these are the kinds of changes we need to make to improve uh, how we're doing on these basic problems. So this is an office that excites me. I think it's a great opportunity to address these problems, and I'm excited for the race ahead. You know, Lonnie, so am I. And I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. In February, I attended a hearing on Skid Row in L.A. and uh, about the homeless crisis in Los Angeles, and Judge Carter was, was presiding, and he kept asking, where did the money go? Because they passed a bond measure and a county bond measure and a city bond measure, and there were special taxes and assessments totaling over a billion dollars that they really couldn't account for. No one could give an account. Is that something the controller would look into? Oh, absolutely. I mean, first of all, the controller has the ability to look at any spending of state dollars, whether it happens at the state level or with a, with a locality, a local agency. And, and we know that we have spent upwards of $50 billion trying to fight the homeless crisis over these last several years. And, you know, I was in L.A. just recently in downtown Los Angeles, and it, it is heartbreaking to see how bad this problem has become. 
you have encampments on you know both sides of the road, not that far away from major tourist attractions in downtown Los Angeles. We don't have any sense of where all this spending is gone. The controller can go in and basically audit any agency at any time for any reason, produce the results of that audit, recommend improvements. And this is the most important thing, Hugh. The controller can then say, you've got to get stuff done by a certain date. If you don't get it done by that date, then I am going to publicly call each of you out for failing to meet your obligation as a public official. That, to me, is the most exciting part of this, is being able to hold people accountable. We just haven't had that in Sacramento in a very long time. Are you, uh, do you have authority if you win over CalPERS and their woke politics and their uh, uh, socially conscious but disastrous investment policies? The controller actually has a seat on the board of both the California Pension Public Employee Retirement System, which is CalPERS, as well as the state teacher retirement system, which is CalSTRS. The controller sits on both boards and has a statutory seat. So the controller cannot be removed, even if they disagree with what you're trying to do in terms of creating more transparency, helping people understand better the shape these pension funds are in. You know, I think if most Californians realize that the shape these pension funds are in and just how big of a bill is coming due, they would be so much more concerned about these funds than, than, than you know, most people recognize. And I think the controller has a very important role to play in terms of ensuring people understand, here's what's going on at these big pension funds, here's what you need to know, and here's why you should care. So, Lonnie, uh, this could be three in a row. Uh, the, and the big, the third one is the California State University System and the University of California System. Both of them are deeply in debt. Both of them have squandered billions. Both of them are terribly managed on many, many fronts. Does the controller have any role in either of those or both? Yeah, you know, this is another example of where you have state spending that has not been looked after in the right way. These are, in many ways, the crown jewels of our national higher education system in the United States. We've got the University of California and the California State University system, which have provided opportunity to millions over the years. But unfortunately, here again, you have a lot of spending that has not been well accounted for, that has not been thought through. And the controller has the opportunity here again to show people, hey, here's what we're doing. Here's why we should care about what we're doing. And here is the way to provoke change. You know, unfortunately, the controller can't go and, and change the law. The, the controller is not a, a lawmaker in that sense. That's, that's the job of the state legislature, the job of the governor. But the controller can say, hey, ladies and gentlemen of the state of California, here is what's going on. Here is why you should care about it. And again, here is why you should fight for change, and I will fight for change along with you. Now, the uh, California system is the so-called jungle primary. This is a November yeah. 2022 race. And so actually it's a June 2022 race. Or did they move it up to March? I don't know when the primary is. It's June. It's June. But actually, Hugh, they're talking about moving it back because apparently they can't get redistricting done. So we'll see when it is. But at least for now, we think it's June of 2022. So what is the, the campaign website? Because that means all the Republicans, the Democrats, the independents, the choose not to stake get thrown into one pile and voters have to find Lonnie Chen in the list and pick you come next June, we think. Uh, what's the website, Lonnie? Yeah, so, so visit my website at chenforcalifornia.com, C-H-E-N for California.com. 
and you can learn more about my campaign, what I'm trying to do, uh, my ideas. You know, one of the things I felt very strongly about is let's actually put ideas out there for what we want to do. So we've got some ideas on ways the controller can make life in California better. So visit the website, check it out. And, and you know, I plan to go all over the state, uh, you know, up to the north state, down to San Diego, spend time in Orange County in L.A., uh, obviously here in the Bay Area, Central Valley, and make sure people understand that this is an important job that I hope that they will spend time uh, actually looking at who they're going to vote for. Because in California, there is oftentimes a reflexive kind of thing where, look, I'm just going to pick someone uh, of a particular political party because that's what I'm used to doing. Uh, I'm going to go out and make the case that they should stop and think and, uh, and vote for change. Now, you know, the recall is going to obscure 2022 for a while, no matter how it turns out. But you've got to raise money. What's it cost to run for controller in California? You know, it, it's an expensive state to run in because it's so big. There's so many voters. There's a lot of media markets. You've got to raise a, a, a lot of money to reach a lot of different people. You know, we're, we're talking probably millions of dollars. But I'm confident that with the message that I have, we're going to be able to gain support from Republicans and Democrats and independents. Uh, you know, we, we've had I've been so gratified, Hugh, since the launch of the campaign. We've had people coming and saying, you know, I'm going to chip in 10 bucks, 25 bucks. I'm going to chip in five bucks a week so that I can help make this campaign a success. Um, I, I can't tell you how gratifying, how heartwarming it is to have people buy into the vision that we're putting forward. And I hope more people will, do, will, will come visit the website and support us because it is going to take a lot of resources for us to be successful uh, but I know we can get there. I know we can get across the finish line if we have this shared vision and we have a shared opportunity to do something really special here in California. Chen, C-H-E-N, the number four, California.com. Chen, four, California.com. Now, Lanhee, um when I left California five years ago, and I'm a Virginian now, the local media, such as it was, the Los Angeles Times, the Sacramento Bee, was not merely pro-Democrat. They were anti-Republican. I mean, they were very down on the Republican Party. What are you going to do about that? I mean, there's talk radio. There are people out there like Prager and me who will we cover all of California. Every square inch of California is hearing this show at some time. And so other than talk radio, what are you going to do? Well, first of all, Hugh, we miss you in California. We wish you'd come back, and hopefully we can create an environment where people want to come back again. They want to come here instead of people leaving the state. You know, last year more people left than came here, and it's a huge shame that that's the case. Um, what I would say also is I think that my vision and what I want to do for the state, I don't find that it's a particularly partisan vision. You know, I, I talk to lots of Democrats because there's a ton of Democrats here in California I talk to a lot of people who don't have a party preference, and I say, listen, here are the things I want to do. I want to give you some accountability and transparency. And they nod their heads, too. These aren't Republican issues. You know, good government is not, is not unique to people who are conservative. And so I, I really feel like whether it's liberals or moderates or conservatives, they hear, okay, listen, I'm trying to bring some accountability. I want people to understand what their tax money is being spent for. I see a lot of nodding heads. Is, is it going to be a vision that everybody buys into? Maybe not. But I do think that whether you know, someone has a certain political affiliation or another, my job is to make sure that they understand, here's what's happening with our books. I'm going to call these balls and strikes. And, and I think that's going to be compelling, even to people who you know, maybe died in the world progressives. So we're, we're going to work to get the message out on all sorts of different media, Already our launch has been very successful in terms of, of getting people to understand this is what I want to do. Here's the message. Here's why it's important. 
And, you know, we're going to keep riding this wave and hopefully it'll take us all the way uh, across the finish line. Lonnie, very quickly, because I, I know you, I've worked with you for years, and uh, the only thing I regret is never appearing on Meet the Press at the same time with you. There, Two oh. people are not allowed with the same views. But uh, would you give the quick bio? The Fitching Mrs. Hewitt and I have had the pleasure of meeting your wife, and I know about your kids, but would you tell people who you are and where you came from and all that good stuff in a minute or so? Yeah, well, you know, my parents are immigrants from Taiwan. They moved to the United States because they wanted to create a better life for their family. Uh, I was born in North Carolina, moved to Southern California when I was very young, uh, spent my formative years there, went to a public high school in a town called Roland Heights, which is about 25 miles east of L.A. Then I went back east to Harvard, where I got my law degree, my college degree, a master's degree, and then a Ph.D. I spent, I spent way too long in school, but that helped to prepare me to understand and to fight our big public policy challenges. And I have been spending a career really thinking about big fiscal and financial policy issues from saving Social Security to improving health care to making our economy stronger and better. This is where I have spent my time. Uh, I've advised four Republican presidential campaigns. Uh, I've been I've served in, in a Republican presidential administration. I was also appointed by a Democrat to serve on a bipartisan and independent board that oversees Social Security. So I've had a lot of experience, Hugh, tackling these big public policy challenges, and I want to take that experience. I want to take the, the time that I've spent, not just in government, by the way, but building my own small business, helping entrepreneurs and investors, taking all of that experience and serving the people of California, helping them understand this is what we spend our tax dollars on, and here's how we can make it better. Well, good luck to you, Lonnie. Keep coming back throughout the campaign. And if you're a listener, visit Chen, C-H-E-N, the number four, California.com. Chen for California.com. Get involved. Lonnie is a breath of fresh air on the West Coast. Thank you, Lonnie. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.